welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and this week we are talking about credit cards, uh, and specifically credit card negotiations. So uh, I finally had a chance to get on the phone with my credit card companies, and I want to talk a little bit about how that went. Uh, what the general idea was that I was aiming for, and uh, what I learned from it. So just to catch you up, I have three credit cards, uh, one through uh, my my bank, Wells Fargo. Uh, I have one through uh, the Rapid Rewards card with Southwest. Um, that's through Chase. And I have the American Express SPG card, uh, formerly SPG card, which is now the Marriott Bonvoy card. Um, and... Both of the of all these cards, the two that I was most interested in getting the interest rates lower were um, for Chase and for my American Express um, Marriott Bonvoy card. The Wells Fargo card I actually have a really good interest rate on. Uh, it's one that uh, I really have a hard time seeing that going any lower from them, um, them just being a traditional bank. Uh, and so I really focused on calling just Chase and American Express for this. Uh, and this is something that I've seen recommended uh, in articles and books, things like I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, uh, that really just, you know, giving them a call really can't hurt you because it one, it makes you face the fear that you have of actually talking to the credit card company. This is very similar to what most people have fear with talking to the IRS or getting any form of communication from the IRS is just facing that fear and actually getting them on the phone. And the way that I I did this, um, I had looked at the script that Ramit, uh, I had looked at the script that Ramit mentions in his book and I was able to follow it for the most part. Uh, essentially, the goal is to establish the rapport that you've been a longtime customer. Uh, hopefully that's something that's true. In my case, it was. Uh, I had been a customer of both of these cards for over six years. Establishing a sense that you've been a customer for a long time, but also that you don't miss payments. And so hopefully the, both of those things are true. And if if they are, if you've been with that company for a long time, uh, if you haven't missed payments, or if it's been a significant amount of time since you've missed a payment, being able to state that as a reason and and letting them know that you're trying to aggressively pay down your debt um, so that you can use the card in the future um, is something that they would be interested in. It's something that they're going to want to keep you as a customer and lower your interest rate over having you go get a uh, debt consolidation loan or any other uh, form of loan to get rid of that balance. Uh, Oftentimes, credit card companies will actually give you promotional uh, interest rates if you don't use the card so they can try to entice you to use the card. And then ideally, you know, they're going to be collecting um, fees on the actual transaction itself um, through the through the actual credit card exchanges. But then they also hope that you don't pay off your balance and then that you're going to be paying interest there as well. And so with that, knowing that there are promotional rates, um, the goal is to call call these companies and see if you can negotiate your rate down, even if it's a temporary um, decrease so that you can get out of debt faster by having all of that extra uh, interest rate that you can pay 
towards your actual principal. Uh, and so in my case, you know, I've, I've looked at some options. I've even looked at whether or not I could move my credit cards to 0% uh, bank transfer cards, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with where I'm at with Chase and Amex. So uh, the first company I did call was Chase. Um, this, again, was for the Rapid Rewards Southwest card. And in doing so, um, you know, I looked at all of the information that I could find. I used Credit Karma to pull together some info around uh, the fact that I had no late payments. Uh, Credit Karma verified that, verified how long I'd been a customer. And then I also went through and just for my own sake, wrote down things like, does this card have a fee that I know of? What's the annual interest rate that it currently has based on my statements? Uh, And just doing that was also just a good exercise to know where I stand. What is my balance? What is my interest rate? Uh, and all of that. And so uh, once I called Chase, um, unfortunately, I didn't record any of these um, just because there's a lot of legalities around recording uh, calls, especially um, in Nevada. But the um, it was kind of a difficult conversation. It was friendly, um, but English was not their first language. Uh, it was very obvious they were running off of a script and so I, I started off just asking about details about my card and my status. Uh, I asked if there were any annual fees. They did explain that, um, that there is a $69 fee that happens on this Rapid Rewards card that all the Southwest cards do have uh, an annual fee. Uh, and in doing so, um, you know, I was able to confirm the fee that I knew that I already had. Um, and then I went on to ask what, um, what they saw as my annual interest rate, uh, and proceeded to ask for that to be lowered, uh, if there were any promotional offers or if there were any, any way for me to lower that based on the fact that I'm trying to get out of debt faster. Uh, and in doing so, uh, they basically said that was the lowest interest rate that is available on these cards at this time. Um, and I just kind of had to go with it. You know, it was very difficult to get him to go off script. Uh, I had asked in kind of different ways if there were any other things they could do for me. Uh, and they repeatedly just kept saying that, you know, that interest rate was the lowest that it could be. Um, so because I'm not using these credit cards and I am paying a fee for them, um, the next thought was, okay, let's try to move to a card that doesn't have a fee. Uh, unfortunately, because I'm on the lowest tier Southwest card, there is no other way for me to go down. You can't downgrade a Southwest card to another Chase card. Um, and just because there isn't anywhere else, there's no other product to downgrade to, there is no Southwest card that doesn't have a fee. And so the only option was whether or not I wanted to go up to the, I think it was like Southwest Premier card, which obviously I don't want to pay more for a card that is uh, mostly maxed out. So um, so that was kind of fruit, fruitless there. Um, and that got me thinking about whether or not I could look at opening a bank transfer card or a balance transfer card, which which I just mentioned. Um, because the idea there would be that, you know, okay, maybe Southwest slash Chase is not going to be offering a lower interest rate, but if I could find a balance transfer card that would allow me to have, you know, 15, 18, 21 months of 0% interest, then I can move the balance to that card and get rid of that debt faster. Um, so unfortunately, there was no direct uh, thing there. The issue is you cannot actually transfer balances uh, between products uh, of the same issuer. So 
if I wanted to do a bank balance transfer and if I was even approved for it in the first place, uh, you cannot move a balance from a Chase card to a Chase card or an Amex card to an Amex card. So that's just something to keep in mind, something I didn't know about in advance, which is fine. You know, there are other bank transfer cards out there. You can check those out on things like the Nerd, Nerd Wallet um, has a pretty good roundup of uh, the best bank transfer cards for each month of the year. Discover has a really good ba- bank balance transfer card. Obviously, we could go from Chase to an Amex card and Amex to a Chase card and vice versa. So um, so that's obviously an option. So the end of that Chase call, uh, it was still friendly. I had pressed a few times um, to no avail. Uh, and so that card does maintain uh, the interest rate that I had before I made the call. Um, I did learn, obviously, a little bit more about just the products that Southwest's Rapid Rewards cards offer uh, and that there it was no place to go down. And so, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm just going to have to get the card paid off at the current interest rate for now uh, or further explore those balance transfer cards in the future. Um, so with that, now I had a little bit of a sense of that that didn't go so well with Chase. Uh, and so I gathered the same information for my Amex card. And this was actually really enlightening. Even before I called them, uh, I had a little bit of uh, an issue arise that I noticed something for the first time, which is that for some reason, my card had gone from a 19.49% interest rate on my Amex card all the way up to 29.99%. Uh, and I had never received any notification of this or any reason behind it. Uh, and so obviously now that was going to be something that I definitely wanted to talk to them about uh, because there was no reason for that to go up. Um, I did check the fees. This card does also have an annual fee. Um, so the goal will now be, again, let's lower the Amex um, card down to another product so that I can get rid of that fee uh, and or let's get rid of the interest rate um, to a lower promotional one, uh, or even I've heard stories of people um, getting a promotional 0% interest so that they can get out of debt faster while maintaining that same card. So when I did call American Express, uh, this was very, this was actually more frustrating um, of a conversation because unfortunately that's how these these call centers work uh, is that they tend to be in other countries and English does not tend to be their first language. Uh, this one was much worse uh, and much, much more scripted. Um, there were a lot of prompts for me to upgrade my card, even though my goal is to downgrade and or uh, lower my interest rate. And so thankfully, I had that information about the 29.99% that I saw on my new statements. Uh, and so we did get to talk about that a little bit. There wasn't so much of a conversation, though. It was more of uh, her noticing it. And she came back with a very scripted uh, answer that I had been a long-term uh, customer and that I had really good uh, payment history, which I knew that from Credit Karma that I'd never missed a payment. She did explain that the 29.99% was a penalty interest rate that I incurred because of a late fee, uh, and which after having her review it, she discovered that there was no late payment. Uh, And so for whatever reason, this is where you need to be vigilant about watching your statements because... In my case, I was receiving a penalty for something that never happened. Um, That penalty was only going to be affecting purchases made uh, in 2019 and onward um, until whenever that penalty period would get released. So it wasn't going to be applying it to my previous balance. Uh, But either way, I don't want that on there in the first place. And so 
She was able to remove it. Again, I tried to state, you know, that I've been a long-term customer, just as she said, that I haven't missed any payments, and I'm trying to get out of debt faster. Uh, Unfortunately, she could not get the interest rate to budge either. Uh, And then finally, uh, the same goes for this card as the other card. I was on the lowest tier of the Marriott Bonvoy card. They do have another Marriott Bonvoy card that is like a $490 uh, a year fee. Obviously, I didn't want to do that either. Um, And she did continually ask if I wanted to open up any other cards uh, in other people's names. So friends, families, etc. Because that would get me more Bonvoy points. And that seemed to be the push was, you know, you can do this so you can get more Bonvoy points. And that is not something I'm trying to do right now. Uh, I don't want any uh, other cardholders anywhere near or attached to my name. Uh, And so... Uh, I declined all of those offers. Uh, and unfortunately, um, you know, other than being able to get the 29.99% to be erased, which is great, uh, was not able to lower the interest rate um, at all from that card either. So all in all, uh, it was just a good exercise for me to uh, revisit my interest rates, revisit the annual fees, and just kind of what, you know, I'm paying in interest every month. Um, and to start to look at, other options for uh, things like balance transfer cards or just being as ruthless as I can and just getting rid of the cards that I have. Um, With the balance transfer cards, uh, now that we've talked about both Amex and Chase, um, you know, there's uh, the the thing that would happen there is that I would actually be opening new credit cards. And that is something I don't really want to do. Um, That's something that you know, that that's adding more credit to my name, uh, even if it is 0% and I can transfer those balances. With a balance transfer card, typically there is a balance transfer fee. Uh, most of the time that's between 3 and 5%. There are some cards that have uh, 0% uh, promotional interest uh, with a 0% balance fee, um, but those are pretty rare. Um, typically those cards uh, have a much, much higher purchase interest rate. Uh, so if you're using it for purchases, it's probably not very recommended. Um, but the balance transfer itself that you do within that first, you know, period, it's usually six to 12 months of opening the card, um, will be 0% for that promotional period. So again, all of these different kinds of cards have different rates. You can see a breakdown of them. I'll, I'll post a link to the nerd wallet list of balance transfer cards. Um, but really depending on what your credit looks like, what your credit card situation looks like, opening a card like that, if you know you can pay it off within the term, um, can allow you to take the interest you would be paying normally and throw that at the principal to get rid of it even faster. Uh, I don't know if it's going to make sense for me. It's still something I need to, to really weigh out. Um, the other option that a lot of people do here is to take out a debt consolidation loan. Um, but again, this is also going to be dependent on your credit, your ability to actually get approved for that loan, um, which has a few different uh, outcomes. If you can do that, it will actually free up your credit cards so that you can start to work on your uh, credit score because your utilization rate is going to go up. Uh, and those cards are no longer going to be maxed out. You can pay them off with one loan, and then now you have one payment to whatever entity, you know, a bank like Wells Fargo or Chase might have for you to be able to get uh, out of debt and focus on that. Ideally, that loan is going to have a much lower interest rate as well than any, you know, credit card is going to have. And so in the long term, you're going to get out of debt faster and you're going to have, uh, you know, have been paying less in interest. So both of those are the things I'm looking at. 
Um, there are a lot of financial experts out there that believe that you should just focus on paying down the credit cards that you have, that yes, it's going to be painful, but that pain is there to remind you why you should never get in this place in, in the future. Uh, and I agree with that. Obviously, you know, the ability for you to get out of debt with tools like this requires you to have a really good credit score. Uh, oftentimes, people who ha- rack up credit card debt are not going to have good credit scores. And so these tools like bank transfer cards uh, and uh, debt consolidation loans are not always an option. And so that's something that you need to kind of take into account for your own uh, your own sake. But um, it was a good exercise. Uh, I haven't talked to Wells Fargo. I guess I could just for fun call them and see if I can get that lower. Um, just in the past, I just know that that card is as low as I can get it. Um, that one, I think, mostly has to do with me having been a customer of theirs for a very long time. They were my first bank. So I would encourage you to do the same if you are trying to get out of credit card debt. Um, you know, sit down, write down all the information you know about each card. Um, sit down and write a little bit of a script about why you're trying, uh, why you're asking for it. Um, don't take no for an answer. Uh, obviously, it, it, that was difficult when they're on a script. Uh, it's very easy for them to say no. Um, I would check out Ramit's book, uh, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Uh, he actually just came out with a new edition of that. Uh, and he has a script in there for um, trying to get out of credit card debt um, by asking for a lower interest rate. Uh, and he also has a few other scripts for things like, uh, you know, getting rid of bank fees and things like that. If you do happen to miss a payment or something happens where you get hit with a fee, you want to get rid of those fees. Um, and so he has some pretty good scripts for that. But uh, if you do give uh, any of these companies a call, I'd love to hear how it goes, if you're able to have any of those fees reduced. The other things you can look at doing are uh, sometimes they'll offer you a credit increase instead. Um, And this is a little bit of a double-edged sword. If you're trying to get out of debt uh, and they're offering you more of a credit limit, um, if you take it and that increases your debt utilization rate because you will now have more credit available to you and will have less of it used. Um, so that could help your credit score. Uh, you just have to be careful not to you know, add more to that so that you find yourself in more debt. Um, at this point, I mean, I am not using my credit cards at all. So that's not something that would be an issue for me. Um, but, you know, Anything that you can do to change that utilization rate to improve your credit score, that's going to be a win in general. Um, You know, in both cases of if you can downgrade cards that don't have fees, um, that's also going to be good because, I mean, that fee is something that happens if you want to think about it as an uh, added to your annual interest rate, it makes the interest rate go up. And usually those fees are on cards that have rewards. Uh, or some kinds of things that you're getting back. And if you're not using the credit cards and you're trying to pay off your debt, you don't need to be paying the fee for those rewards because you're not going to be incurring those rewards in the first place. Um, So it really can't hurt. They want to keep you as a customer. Um, They don't want to see you go off and get a debt consolidation loan and then wipe out all of that because they're not going to be making any interest at that point. So definitely, um, you know, stick it to them a little bit. Try to get a yes, um, see if they can work with you a little bit. Uh, and if not, then you have a few other options to explore. Um, but again, these are not, uh, this is not necessarily advice. You need to kind of make the choice uh, what's going to be best for you. Um, this is what I attempted to do. This is kind of how it came out for me. 
And in the end, it was useful for me to see that I had incurred that extra, you know, 10% interest on that one card um, for really no reason. And so uh, it's good to make sure that while you're getting out of debt, that you are being hypervigilant, you're checking these accounts, you're checking your statements, uh, and not just sticking your head in the sand, because that tends to be what happens when you're in debt. You don't want to see the mail from the IRS, you don't want to see the mail from the credit card companies. uh, And probably getting on the phone with them is probably the last thing you want to do as well. But uh, it can be very uh, enlightening and it can help you get out of debt faster. So uh, I hope uh, that you will give it a try uh, and I would love to hear again uh, how it goes. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, We're approaching episode 30 very quickly. Uh, I am going to be posting in, there's a few financial communities uh, here in the Reno Tahoe area that I'm going to be posting in looking for more stories, more tips, uh, advice, general things that have happened. I have a few other friends who have also gotten out of debt recently that I would love to have on the show um, so that you guys can hear their stories as well. So look forward to those in the next coming weeks. Uh, If you enjoy Uh, listening to the show. I'd love if you could give us a review uh, or share the episodes with friends who are also trying to get out of debt. Uh, You know, really moving, pushing forward as a group uh, is going to allow us to be accountable and get out of debt together. So uh, I really appreciate it. And we will catch you next week. Thanks. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.